Even Jesus would never forgive what you do. You're listening to The Family Album with John and Rebecca. And God help you, because I feel like hell. So this should be We both fun. do. We're recording this on a Friday on a Friday it's evening, a Monday, Monday evening. That's how bad things are. Yes, we're recording this on a Monday evening because I have not slept properly in the past like week, except for like Saturday and Sunday. So I was dead on legs, basically. And, and I I've think... had a full day's work. Oh, and I think I've worse. come down with the flu. Lovely. Yeah, so if I yawn, cough, or sneeze yes. throughout this, either he will have edited it out, or he will have left it in to make me look like a twat. And I apologise in advance. If I don't edit it out, it'll make me look like a twat for not editing it out, so it <laughs> will be edited out. <laughs> anyway, uh, each week uh, we give each other an album to listen to and we discuss it. But before that, Rebecca, you have some mu- new music for us. Yes, well, it's annoying because I think we... It was it, the single by Little Mix, which is shout out to my ex, came out probably what a few hours after we had finished recording. So it was yes. very ironic mm. and annoying. But it is a single that I love. Little Mix is mm. probably a guilty pleasure of mine because I hate X Factor too much, and they're a winner. They're one of the few successful winners of a singing show. Yeah, you're more likely to like. Um... If you're like third or fourth, you're probably more likely to do well. Yeah, I think the only probably su- because you're not attached to a pretty rubbish record label, I've yeah. imagined. Well, no, Kelly Clarkson won American Idol, the first American Idol, well, and she's still going. Well, yeah, but that's America. She's the one of the only successful artists to come from that show. It's well, maybe she managed to negotiate a good contract. Anyway, yes. How's the single? Catchy as hell, and I love it because it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I did have a quick listen to it before we started. It is quite good. It's very catchy and bouncy and quite fun. Yeah, it's something you, it's something loads of people can relate to and all. You know, it's yeah. just it's just a nice song. It's fun. It's it's definitely something that gave me a little bit of energy this week. Not much mm. because nothing <laughs> can give me energy yeah. this week. Yeah. But no, it's it's a nice thing to listen to. It's it's one of those songs that you can just have on loop and it's one of those songs that you want to have on loop it's probably a great mm. thing to do a workout to oh yeah i'd imagine that i'd definitely imagine that uh you got any do you new want to... music not that i can think of no i'm trying to think oh um oh god i haven't listened to it yet damn it so um <laughs> as it is released a single another single because they've got a new album coming out soon they released right. um another single which is called okay i haven't listened to it yet because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I saw it <laughs> on YouTube, and I just I've I wasn't with it, and I scrolled past it. But that is on my to-do list. So mm. it is. It's I think their new album. I heard their first single, which I haven't mentioned yet, and I can't for the life of me remember the the name of that song. But their first single is good from the new album. So their new album, I have hope mm. for it, and that will be definitely popping up around the time it comes out. Like set it. Set it off, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> like, set it... I can't say it. it will set def- it off. Yes, I can't say it, apparently. And it will definitely be... Oh, f- forget it. <laughs> <laughs> just forget it. Mm. I can't say set it off. My stammer's just pissing me off right now. Yeah. Anyways, so, as you were saying... Yes, now, um, do you want to go first, or shall I go first this week? Oh, I definitely want to go first. It's 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 an okay. album I love. I'm going first. You have no okay. choice. Right. So this week, I last week, sorry. God, this is going badly already. Yeah. Right. So last week, or just over a week ago, I gave John. Well, oh, fucking hell. Start from okay. the beginning. So, last week I gave off. Oh, this is a bad idea. Right. You're going fine. <laughs> Just know. go with it. Right. So last week I gave John one of my favourite McFly albums, which is, of course, Motion in the Ocean. It is their third album. Yes, their third album. And I just love it. So, what did you think of it? Uh, I actually thought it was quite alright. Shock horror. I don't know if that's me. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I brainwashed you when I was younger when I played yeah. that all the time. Yeah. It's, it's probably that, to be honest. Yeah, possibly. It's a very, like, weird blend of the last, like, 40 years of rock and rock pop music. 
Yeah. Like, it's a very, like, it's, it's their sound, but it sounds like a million things you've heard before, but they're all in one little ball. Yeah. Like, my biggest vibe that I got off the album, with a few songs at the very least, was a Cheap Trick vibe. Never heard of them. Or Have it. you not heard of uh, Want You To Want Me? Probably. That, that, that came out very weirdly. Yeah. I would give you an album to listen to, but most of their stuff is pretty rubbish, except for the few decent singles that they put out. Yeah. They were very popular in Japan, but that's about it. They were, uh, they were quite popular in the UK and in America as well, but they're kind of ooh. a footnote. Yeah, but, sorry. I'm, I'm falling asleep no. over here. But... I, <laughs> no, it's a very, it's very much that sound. It's very much like there is a glam rock to it in some ways, mm. but it. My one complaint is that, and you're probably gonna bat me over the head of, for this over the internet, but oh the vocals don't seem to match the, the actual like instrumental parts. Oh, like, I can. The instrumental parts disagree. needed somebody with. I think he doesn't have. It's Tom who's the lead singer, isn't it? They're ba- him and Danny are lead singers. It's hard to pull them apart. They sing right. equal okay. amounts. Yeah, like they don't. I think it's Tom I'm thinking of. Anyway, it doesn't really have like the vocal range to pull off what the instrumentals are setting up. So like you get to like the crescendos of songs, and his vocals don't seem to match the peaks that the instruments, the guitars, the trumpets, that the drums. That all that stuff gets to. I disagree. I really do. I think both of them, like both lead singers and Tom, mainly Danny has got that down to a T. T. But Tom, he does it pretty well. Like I will give it the fact that this was in two thousand six or seven, depending hmm. on. I still haven't looked at the CD case because a I don't have it anymore because it died. But it's it's a while ago. It was a good nearly ten years ago. Yeah, but that's that doesn't necessarily matter that much. I mean, the people that they're, that they're obviously influenced by came along a lot before. Yeah. Like, so the time difference between then and now is irrelevant. Yeah, but you also have because like you're setting the set the instruments set it up for somebody who sounds like uh, Freddie Mercury, somebody with an immense, massive, huge vocal range. And the vocals don't have the payoff. See, I don't know. I disagree with that. I think the vocals work well. And I don't know if that's because I've listened to it for years or when I first listened to it, I was young and probably didn't have the best ears. But no, mm. I think it works well and it's aged well. You've got to... It's aged well, even though it's only, what, nine or so years old, maybe? It is... I don't know. I love it. There is one embarrassing thing that I do have to say about the song Transylvania. When yeah. I first heard that song, I thought Dougie, the dude who starts it, I thought he was a girl when I first heard his voice because I had never sing- heard him sing a song like on his own. He'd always just been in the background. So I, stupidly, when I first heard it, thought that was a girl. And I was like, oh, who did this song with them? And it was mm. Dougie. And, oh, it was so embarrassing when I realised because... I didn't realise straight away, no, 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 no. I think it took me a few months or so to realise, I don't know. Right. It was very <laughs> embarrassing. That is that is the one thing, but no, Transylvania is a song that I play all the time on Halloween. Like, when I go to my mates on Halloween, that is mm. what the first song that we play, because it's just great. It's, I don't know, it's just an album that just reminds me of fun it's it's such yeah. a nice album and oh think, yeah not a doubt i think it's little joanna maybe no yeah no little joanna i think it is or bubble no i think it's bubble rap the most heartfelt song mcfly have ever written in the words of mm. tom who wrote this song he wrote it on the toilet in disneyland i think it was <laughs> That is, that is my favourite fact mm. about this album. The most heartfelt song on that album, and if not, out of every song they've ever written. And it was written in the bog at Disneyland. Mm. <laughs> it's just great. No, but mm. it's it's just one of those albums that I will always listen to. Like, 
I can see myself in my 80s just listening to this album and every other album. It's just... It's something that I've... Me and my mate have always burst out singing. Like, um, Stargirl mm. is something we sang all the time in form. Like, mm. it's just... It's a great album. And I think the vocals work well. I really do disagree with you. But... Yeah. I th- But when... I mean, that's my... That's, that is my biggest complaint, but yeah, I think it is. It possibly is because you listened to this when you were younger, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, but like I've I've done that. Like stuff I've listened to before, and then gone back to it and was like, this really isn't as great as I thought it once was. Oh yeah, like, like um, you do need to. You, it is worth listening to stuff you, listening to stuff that you grew up with with a more discerning ear. Yeah, like um, when I had the news about. Um, little Chris or Chris Hartman I think his name was I, it's bad that I don't know his real name but I think it is Hartman when I found out that he had committed suicide A, my heart broke because he was always on TV when I was a kid mm. like he was always on the kids shows on CBC and stuff like that And but I re-listened to his music and it's nothing like I remembered it it's still mm. something I'm happy to listen to but it's, I remember, I guess when I was younger I, it was so much better to it's still good. It's still a... Mm. But no, it, when you're younger, you do hear things very differently to how you are. Yeah, because definitely. everything is still developing in your head. And mm. so, it's weird. But no, this is... this. I guess this is an album I've listened to, like, at least three times a year, every year since it came out. Along with every other album they've released other than Above the Noise, because that album doesn't exist in my ears. Few songs are okay, but <laughs> no, it didn't work. But no, it's like I've all I've listened to every album, excluding one. Basically, ever since every year, ever since they've came out. So I don't know. As my ears developed, I just kept listening to it, and I've never. I I still do truly believe that their vocals work, and mm. I don't know. It's just. It's I'm just... not saying this, the vocals don't work. I'm just yeah, saying you... at the moments where the crescendo of the song happens, it doesn't quite match up to what they're doing with the instruments. I No, but I kind of like that. I kind of feel like sometimes vocals don't always have to match what the instruments... Because I... Some... No, sometimes it's saying, nice I... to have something completely different or true, slightly True, but it has different. to be... True, but you have to be able to do it. They are. It's kind of like... I, where was it on this album is my question for that because like when you're coming to the crescendo if you're doing a so- music like McFly's where it's very crescendoous where it's very builds up to this massive point mm. you kind of have to be able to have everything pack that punch every single thing that goes into it has to pack that punch I mean there, there is you can have like um, dissonance between the vocals and the instrumentals I'm not doubting that you can and mm. sometimes when that's done well, it works really, really well. But when it comes to this kind of music, this very much what can basically be described as modern glam rock, not you kind of need that. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to like that is needed. But I guess I hear. I feel like it does do that. Like um, I'm trying to think of a song that does that. Perf- not perfectly, but as close as I can. And for me, a that's Transylvania, my favourite song mm. on this oh, album. Yeah, I'd I'd argue that it, they do it. They managed to nail it with Transylvania, but that's because like there's a fair few I can think of where they just it just doesn't work. Like which ones? Probably the f- the few songs that I like least on the album, so <laughs> I've probably listened to less. Possibly. Um, I'm just flicking through at the moment. Uh. We're the Young is probably the mm. biggest one because that has like a great the instruments on that have a great crescendo but the vocals don't match it the vocals don't hit that range yeah okay I can kind of I can kind of see it on We Are The Young because that's always been a song that I've skipped because well especially when I was younger I skipped it yeah. I didn't yeah I, I, mm, yeah I can kind of see it on that song but on the others I don't know I, I feel like 
it's hard to try and be critical of an album that I've listened to since I was what? Yeah. 2007, I would have been... God, brain can't do maths. <laughs> it was yeah. the year, it was a few years before Radioactive, Radio. it was back when I was in, what, year three? I think, because 2009... Well, you would have been nine. You been, it came out in 2006. Yeah. So you yeah, would have been God. nine. Or eight, depending on when yes. it came out. Uh, the 1st of January 2006, apparently. I would have been eight. Right. I think, yeah, I would have been so, eight. So, yeah, yeah. And it is difficult to do that, and it does take a skill and ability to be able to do that. Yeah. And sometimes it's not pleasant when you have, like, things that you've liked for a very long time torn out from under you. Yeah. That will never happen but... with McFly. I'm never going to let that happen. Mm. No, when it was I think, to- okay, I, mean, I will admit it's very, it is very good. It's very well made music. I am not going to deny that. No, I. But you've got to be able to acknowledge and admit the flaws. That's part of growing as some, as a. What's the word? Oh, you can tell it's a Monday, Monday evening. Oh, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, as somebody who like appreciates a critic, no, like, not a critic. Yeah, critics like yeah, critique. Like, somebody who yeah. critiques something, who looks at things with a critical eye. Yeah. It's important that you do that with every single piece of media you come across. It's incredibly important that you do that because that's how you develop your taste more thoroughly. And yeah, nine times out of ten, it actually means that your tastes expand. Like, as odd as it might sound, to be more critical about things does mean that your tastes expand because it means that you're shedding away your previous misconceptions, as we've seen with uh, Kanye West and Nicki Minaj with you. Yeah, like, true. No, I don't know. I guess, I guess again, with when it came out, there's a lot of nostalgia about it. It reminds yeah. me of the time where I had my portable CD player and every CD I had would get scratched to fuck because I would listen to it while on my bike. This was yeah. before. This wasn't a clip-on portable CD player. No, I had to hold it in my hand while holding yeah. the handlebars. It was. I had got. The, I, I imagine it did not have much skip protection either. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it did not. But this was this was before the time of like MP3 players. Way before the time of iPods and stuff I like that. I think the iPod already came out at that point. Mm. The iPod had been out for... Remember, the iPod had its 15th anniversary, like, yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. Well, this was so, before we yeah. had them in our house. <laughs> or at least before uh, I the... had been trusted with one yet. Yeah, well, we ha- I had an MP3 player. I think you did as well. just didn't hold very much because it was, like, a £15 job from Tesco. Yeah, no. When you say you had one and I had one... No, 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 no. I got your old one. <laughs> I one got your old USB black... stick. Yeah, I got your old one. Yeah, it's the best it's... way to describe it. Yeah, it was a USB stick that had a uh, had an American Edward light switch on it, sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's the it only. It had like thirty two megabytes of storage, oh, which yeah, put was... like about seven or eight songs on it. No, it got more than seven or eight songs. The one that me and Dad had came out in two thousand and five. So the one mm. that you had would have come out in like two thousand and came out in two thousand and seven or eight. Hmm. No, I think I got your portable MP3 player, and then I got Mum's old iPod, and then yeah. I got a new one, and I got that in 2009. Mm. I got an iPod Classic in about 2008, mm. 2009. Yeah, and that was you got the, the first, last iPod Classic then. Yeah, I got one of the... Yeah, it was silver, Because you would have got nice. the last one. Yeah, yeah and then not buy I... them anymore, really. No, and then I remember what happened to it as well. I went to walk Poppy late at night, Next door's old dog, old next door's dog, kind of got out its cage somehow, attacked Poppy, I dropped it, and probably next door stole it. And all the dogs yeah. stole it. I do believe the dog yeah. stole it. If anyone Possibly. stole it, it was that fucker. I still hate mm. that dog, by the way. If you hadn't guessed. Yeah. I still hold yeah, a grudge to that day. I still hold a grudge to those... Anyways, moving back on to yes. the music, away from yeah. <laughs> traumatising events yeah. for a 12, 11-year-old to go through. <laughs> yes. No, I... Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, no, I... No, also, I, I have a couple more points. Oh, Lord. Um, I think it's structured wrong. 
Mm. In the sense that um, Walk in the Sun. Yeah, I think that's it's the last... It's a great wind down. It's not the last song. It should... There's like I... two other songs. It should be the last song. I think it's I the last song on the CD. Uh, Home is where the heart I've got is. the CD in... Yeah, I've got the CD in Radioactive Case because, you know, that's my life. I swear, Walking in the Sun, Walking in the Sun is the last song on the CD. I swear it. Nope. Not on the CD it is, I swear. It's even that. I'm looking at the track listing now, it's not. The last oh. song on the normal CD is Home is Where the Heart Is. Yeah. Which I doesn't th- work. And then you get the addition work. of... If you've got the UK bonus version, which most people do, I don't I'd know. Imagine. I don't know if I have or not. It's well, it's the one with "Don't Stop Me Now" on it. Yeah, I think I have that one. Yeah, so you get that, and then you get "Don't Stop Me Now," and it's just kind of like the album should have ended at ten. I mean, I appreciate kind of "Don't Stop Me Now" being on the end of it, but that's another point to get to in a minute. Yeah. But it did I come out like in two thousand six. I feel like they should have just gone because. Almost where the hearted heart is would have fit pretty well between Friday Night and Walk in the Sun. Yeah. But it just seems like a bad choice to sort the album that way. Because like, mm. it's a, Walk in the Sun is a really great like wind-down song for the album. It winds you down, it lets you off the ride, as we've discussed yeah. before. And it's important to do that with albums. But it doesn't, and it just it skips you to the next one. It's like, like I was kind of feeling like the album was over. Yeah. So it just because you feel a little uncomfortable. My point about Don't Stop Me Now, I know the history behind it. I know that it was a, uh, it was a sports relief official. Anthem. Yeah. So I know why it was recorded. Fair enough, it was for charity, that kind of thing. I'm <laughs> fully on board with that. I don't think it should have been on the album. No, I, I don't know. Because it's too on the nose. It's yeah. Because f- like, every single other song more or less has like these like nods and what's the word oh <laughs> definitely tell it every yeah every single other song on the album has like nods and hints to queen in it it has mm. references here and there that kind of thing and that's fine and it works really well but then you actually go to a cover and it's just too on the nose it's too obvious yeah, it's, I don't know. It just feels too forced almost. I mean, again, I appreciate that it was a charity single, and fair enough, you know, fine, release a charity single as a cover of a Queen song, perfectly yeah. okay. No problem with that at all. And to be perfectly honest, at the time, McFly were probably the best people to do it. Yeah, they had done the but, last... Was it last? Yeah. yeah, the last year they had done the Children in Need single, so they were yeah. probably the best people to do yeah. it. And musically as of... well. To cover a mm. Queen song, they were probably at the time the best group to cover it. Yeah. With the potential exception of Muse, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just feels too on the nose, too forced almost. It feels like too... Because like, the, throughout the album, there's just nods and hints, as is with the rest of their repertoire in some ways as well. Yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. And then you just get a full cover at the end, and it's just like, ah, oh, f- man, like, why? It just... It's too obvious. It's too... Yeah. Ugh, I don't know what the I word don't know. is. I don't think I ever liked the fact that it was on because it was it's one of those songs where you have a massive gap of quiet. No, and... that was uh Silence is a scary sound. Oh yeah, no. Which I, was a live hidden track. Yeah. It was I, like, I, was I I like I like albums that do that, but the problem is I like albums that do that without telling you on the track listing. Yeah, no, I just I, I feel like if you're telling you on the track listing, it's not a hidden track. Yeah, I always hated hidden tracks. Still I love do, hidden tracks. Kind of, no, it depends on what the hidden track is. Yeah. But at the same time, I never, I never liked that hidden track because you always got that. Mainly because you always had a massive bit of silence, especially since I had it on a CD, on a yeah. CD player, riding my bike. All of a sudden, sudden quiet, and I, and I was like, I know there's a song coming, but do I really have to wait several minutes before it came? I always hated. Out, um, hidden tracks and that hatred has lasted with me even though I can now skip the quiet bit hmm. I don't know but no, I can see why yeah. having what the hidden track is listed is annoying I don't think they had it on the back of the CD cases yeah but, I, but again I can't prove that fact because I lost the CD case somehow I don't yeah. know how I don't know how I could lose a <laughs> case but not the yeah. CD 
going out. Yeah. I've got, it's probably thrown out somewhere, which is annoying. Mm. No, but... Yeah. I like Hidden Tracks. It's a nice addition. It's it's a nice little bonus if you've yeah. like, forgotten to turn the CD off or something. Yeah, I don't... That, I do it was like kind that. of a lot more obvious with... Uh, in some ways, it, with when it was with vinyl records, it was probably a lot more obvious... The fact yeah. that the track had ended, you'd gone to lift it off. The thing was, the plat was still spinning, and there was still like an inch, like a centimetre left of a groove to go. Yeah. But I like them. I, I quite like them. But if you're going to do, a, if you're going to have a wind down song like "Walk in the Sun" was, yeah, that you can't have a hidden yeah. track. Yeah. No, you actually no, you could have a hidden track. But you just have it before have... the last song. In the sense. No, that's not that's not a hidden track. Hidden track has to be a hidden track has to be not on the liner notes of the album, not on the li- track listing. Mm. I'm actually uh, gonna be sad and see if they look it up online and see if they did have the hidden track listed as what it was because I, yeah, I swear it wasn't listed. I swear. Yeah, it probably wasn't, but the problem is when it's still digitized and stuff, it kind of is. Yeah. Nowadays everything is listed, which slightly annoys me. Yeah. So, oh, I don't. I want images. Come on. Yeah, I'm looking this, myself. This would be so much. Can't find easier. anything. I don't think it was. No. Because I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a. Uh, I think it was the potentially the back. No, this is the back of the uh, thingy. What's it? The uh, note. The what's the word? Oh, the music book. Of it, oh, with like the uh, what's the the bits where music is written out? You mean the lyrics? The lyric? No, book. not the lyric book. The notes with like treble clef and whatnot. You mean the music sheets? Yes, that's it. Wait, I've I've just what the annoying thing is. I've got Wonderland, but not bloody memory. Motion in the ocean. God, my brain's not working today. Mm. Come on, just give me the back of the album I want. Which uh, is. I found it. Yeah. And no, it doesn't. I knew it wasn't. I knew it. Yeah. It's annoying that I can no. find okay. it. No, okay. It's a good album, minus some issues, I'd say. Yeah. But I feel like there's always issues in every album because if there wasn't any issues, there'd be nothing to improve on with the next album. True, but like because it's important um, to point out the issues. Yeah, because radioactive with all the problems that you're mentioning now with the crescendos and the lyrics things. Yeah. In radioactive, I that is up there with motion in the ocean, but on my favourites thing, the the vocals there are perfect in my opinion, especially with um are the end is it so or the last <laughs> song. So it's one of those two names and or something else. Or something. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say. It's a Monday. My brain doesn't work on Mondays. Right. I am like Garfield. Oh, we should probably wrap this segment up. Yes, so what was? What would you rate this album? Before? Probably a 6.5. I was not expecting it to be above a 5, if I'm going to be yeah. completely honest. I'm no, impressed. yeah, definitely I'd say a 6.5. I think I've started to brainwash you a little bit. That's nice. <laughs> oh, you did that years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, the album I gave Rebecca was uh, The Free Willing Bob Dylan by Bob Dylan. Yeah. I think my... Uh, I'm on. like... <laughs> I'm like... And I'm like 80% sure that it was meant to be just called The Free Wheeling based on the uh, cover, because it has the free reeling and Bob Dylan in, in different uh, colours. Mm. So I'm like 80% sure he originally intended it to be called The Free Wheeling by Bob Dylan. But mm. because of the way it was literally just The Free Wheeling with Bob Dylan directly below it, people just called it The Free Wheeling Bob Dylan and he kind of went with it. Mm. That's my yeah. personal theory anyway. You so know. what did you think? I enjoyed it, especially because the first song played and my instant reaction was, oh, who hasn't heard this song? Yeah. It's it's this, yeah. It also pulls my heartstrings because it's yeah. completely acoustic in a sense. It's it's yeah, well, always it's, it's in folk every music. Song has, it's going to yeah. be. It's got. I love acoustic guitars. They're just my favorite <laughs> they're things. Just, 
<laughs> you have no idea how funny it is to say you say that you love it because it's acoustic. I know, I'm not smiling. Like... No, I'm not mocking you. It's just hilarious. I love acoustic. Have you heard of the phrase Dylan went electric? No, but I am not. <laughs> Uh, like I think it was I can't remember where it was it might have been Woodstock one year or something like that mm. oh god Woodstock he switched out that in a while. Yeah. he heard he switched from a I would think it was one of his albums he switched from mm. a acoustic guitar to electric guitar and everybody went nuts like people were ridiculous like his fans were ridiculously mad they went yeah. ape shit because they felt like it was a betrayal and it's huge that's the way the phrase um that's where the phrase uh, the biggest something since Dylan went electric comes from. Mm. Because it was such a huge shake-up for so many people that he switched to an electric guitar. Yeah. But anyway, like, this album was so important in so many different ways. It's probably one of the reasons why Bob Dylan has a Nobel Prize, although he hasn't really accepted it at the moment. In fact, nobody's been able to talk to him about it since it was announced that he got it. Really? Yeah, he's gone completely into hiding. Like, nobody's even spoken to him. I think he doesn't feel he deserves it. Yeah, I don't think but, anyone would feel like they deserved a Nobel Prize. No. Sort of He's thing. one of those things. Like, even Obama said, no, I don't deserve this. Nobel Prizes are more... Um, what's the word? Uh, oh, what's the word? Oh, what's the word for when something's a... Symbolic, that's the word. Yeah. A more symbolic than actual rewarding, although in this case I think it's fair to say... He's done his fair share. Anyway, because aside from the obvious lots of uh, black artists mm. from the 30s, 40s and 50s, a lot of popular music, for the most part, didn't really touch on issues. Like, yeah. big issues. It didn't really do it. I mean, it might occasionally glance at them in a jokey way, but it would never actually discuss them, like, yeah. openly. And this album kind of just changed that overnight more or less yeah because it sort of woke everybody up to the moment of wait we can actually talk about shit like this yeah we could actually because... make a difference in a sense yeah because Cause... when you think about it back then in a sense music as it being as popular as it was with actual lyrics with it was quite yeah. new and so people didn't quite know that they could make a difference make an effect with what they sang and what they played hmm I think so, people did, but they didn't know that they could do it so directly. Yeah, they were too scared to be the first person to do it, just in case everybody hated the idea. And, like, Bob Dylan came along, and bearing in mind this was only his second album. And he manages to just nail it. Yeah. Because it, it... It's so just... immense in everything mm. it does. Like... I mean, like you said, like, blowing in the wind. Everybody's heard that. Yeah. But, like, there's so much stuff here. Like, uh, Masters of War is one of my favourite songs on the album. Because mm. it's... It is exactly what it says it's about. It is yeah. Dylan's condemnation of war profiteers, warmongers. Yeah. You know, politicians who want war. Like, you get stuff like... um Hard rain's gonna fall, which is basically saying the world is going to change, and if you don't change with it, you will be left behind. Yeah. And oh, don't think twice. It's all right. Is just superb because it is an amazingly. It's like it's remarkably uplifting. Yeah. And it and it's all crammed in. I would I will say that. This album does not contain my uh, favourite version that he did of uh, Girl from the North Country. Yeah. Because the version, because he did a uh, version later on, a couple of albums later, with a, a cover, like a duet with uh, Johnny Cash. And that's, that well, you'll version know is your just... your love for Johnny Cash. Yeah, that version <laughs> is just sublime. Like, it's beautifully, just mm, incredibly great. Mm-hmm. No, but this um, album is just so easy to listen to. Like, mm. it's just something you could have on in on in the background and have it on loop and just mm. and just happily just not pause it. It's just one yeah. of those songs where you just 
one of those albums sorry, where you just want to listen to it and yeah. just keep it going because it's raw and just so I don't know. I have a real big soft spot real. for any yeah, yeah for any real like album that you can't you can tell that there is either you can either tell there's no, nothing mm. done to it or it's or it's yeah. had stuff done to it in a certain way where you just yeah. don't feel like it has it's just mm. it's beautiful and just i wasn't expecting to like it and i don't know yeah. why because part of me was like well the lyrics have to be good because he got a nobel prize in literature even if he yeah. hasn't accepted it yeah. So it's like, well, the lyrics have to be really good. But part of me was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy them, though. And that was a big fear of mine. Mm. But no, it's just, it's so nice and relaxing. And yeah, it's just, I don't know what else to say, really. Mm. Like, because it's just completely different to what I listen to. Mm. But at the same time, it's not, because it paved yeah. the way for me meaningful yeah. lyrics and meaningful yeah. songs even though like i feel like sometimes with modern everyday music that you hear all the time on the radio yeah. mean meaning in lyrics and in songs has vanished sort I, of thing see the problem is like i i wouldn't argue that in lots mm. of ways i would not argue that i mean i love the free wheel and bob dylan it's a fantastic mm. and amazing song and it was quite popular but there's a lot of artists today with powerful songs and powerful mute that create powerful music that are still yeah. popular. But there's also a lot of crap, and there was a lot of crap back in the 1960s. Yeah, but I, I feel like at one point there was just, like, there was low, nearly every artist at one point, like maybe in the 2000s, there were loads of artists doing meaningful songs and meaningful lyrics and being massively popular. But then nowadays, now I feel like those artists as well have just decided yeah yeah it's not like like there is still loads of meaningful mm. songs out there with loads of meaning in them but yeah. it, i just feel like they don't get as popular as they used to or as yeah. as they should it's i there was a there was a lot of shit in the 60s yeah like there was a lot there was probably more shit than there was today than there is today yeah, well, like, because this, because, like you said, this album paved the way for it all. But yeah. I feel like no, going... like even even in the heyday of what you would probably call meaningful music at the late sixties, mm. there was a shit ton of shite. Like there was a lot of manufactured crap. I mean, the biggest example I can think of, as much as I musically quite like them, is the Monkees. Mm. They were literally created by an executive. Like, they were originally all actors. Mm. Like, all of the monkeys were actors. They acted in a TV show called The Monkeys. Mm. And then they became a band because, you know, it was a, it was a TV show about musicians. So it was turned into a band. And they just became the American version of The Beatles, which yeah. is not an accurate counterpoint. It's not an accurate counterpart. The yeah. accurate counterpart of American version of The Beatles is The Beach Boys. Yeah, definitely. And, you're gonna have an American yeah. version of anything. It's the of the Beatles. It's them. Yeah, and you just there's there was so much shit in the sixties. There was so much shit in the seventies. There was so much shit in the eighties and the nineties. And there's so much shit today. There's so much like I mean, shit is probably the wrong word. Like there's so much m meaningless. Yeah, that's not I mean, I like me, I like me, I like a lot of meaningless songs, so shit is probably definitely the wrong word. Yeah, definitely. But even the like so-called masters of songwriting of the '60s wrote some really meaningless songs. Yeah. Like the Beatles was probably the worst culprits for that. As much as people like laud them for their amazing songwriting ability, it was that the part of their great songwriting ability was that they could write songs out of nothing. Yeah. They could literally create songs out of nothing and songs that had no meaning. Like, it's not... music. In, the music industry is probably actually... Music itself right now is probably a lot better than it has been in a long time. Possibly yeah. better than it has ever been, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Because it's so much more diverse. 
music there is music now is so much more diverse because you've not just got these like fixed genres. Yeah. You've not just got uh, like electronic music. You've not just got synth pop. You've not just got like rock music. You've not just got pure like bubblegum pop. It all blends together. It all takes parts of each other. So from a pure music creation standpoint, music is a lot better than it has ever been. Yeah. Because I... everybody is borrowing from everybody else. Everybody is thinking, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. I like that. We'll stick that in there. Yeah. And you get really fantastically wonderful music from that. Mm. You get yeah. artists who borrow from jazz. So you get wonderful musicians. You get like artists like Lady Gaga who borrows heavily from jazz and even her pop stuff. Mm. Like, and you, you get, even now you get, well, I say relatively now, relative to recent, you get jazz musicians who borrow from pop. Like, uh, best example of this is Amy Winehouse. As yeah. much as she may not admit and may not like pop music that much, while she may not have liked pop music that much, she borrowed from it quite heavily. Yeah. In some cases. I don't know. So. I don't know. Music is, in terms of, even in terms of meaning, music is a lot more powerful because people are a lot more willing to discuss important issues. Yeah, because it's it's no longer something scary and because yeah. it, it's proven to be a... Um, Work. It's proven to get yeah. popular. It's proven proven to be good music. Like, mm. it, I don't know. I feel like sometimes if a song has meaning behind it, whether it's fictional or not, it's mm. a lot better than oh, yeah. stuff that is just has no meaning behind it. Like again, songs with no meaning can be amazing. I don't know. To there are a to. lot of there are a lot of songs with meaning which are terrible. Yeah, there are like, a lot of songs with meaning which are just god-awful bad songs bad pieces of music like there's a lot again this is the problem it is impossible and i would argue irresponsible to blanket say it was good then it was better then yeah you no, know things were better an... then because there's so much stuff created there's so much music created yeah now i mean even back then there was so much music created it's because like music so much is music. always evolving. It's always changing, yeah. and new things are always being added and stuff. And so, music you can never say music was better here, then, or wherever because it's just it's not the same because it's just completely mm. different. And okay, it's not it's not as raw as it used to be. Yeah, we get that, but that's because it has been proven that sometimes in a lot of places. Raw music just doesn't work anymore. It can mm. work. It can work, and it does work with several artists. Yeah. But at the same time, it can be a lot easier to work, listen to a mastered song album than to one mm. that hasn't really been touched. Yeah. Music is. It's impossible to say it was better here than there because it's like when people say, "Oh, America was better in this time period." It's like there's always yeah. flaws in everything. Like. Yeah. And so I th that's what's good about music. Like, there's always yeah. going to be flaws. There's always going to be things that didn't work out great. But that just helps every artist to see, oh, well, it didn't work with... That didn't work with that artist. It probably won't work with us. We could give it a try with, say, one song in mm. the album and see if it works. But music is always something that's touch yeah. and go. It's always something that's just... Yeah. Artists see what works with what worked and what didn't work, and then see can can we make it work? Give mm. it a go. If not, best not put this on the album. Yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. I don't know. And it's yeah. I mean, I like I said, like I love this album. I will. I love this album to death. It's such an amazing, like pivotal moment in popular music. Yeah. Where everybody sort of suddenly was realised. We can actually talk about stuff. Like we're not hamstrung. Like we're actually able to discuss important issues in our work. Yeah. And and Bob Dylan is probably the master of that. And I, it is a wonderful, stunning album, and I would encourage anybody who to listen to it. Like it doesn't matter what music you're into at the moment, what music you like, what music you think you don't like. Yeah. This album is perfect for I would argue everyone because it's so simple. Like yeah. it's simple, but it's it's like um 
it looks on its surface it sort of looks like a puddle but you step your foot in and you've actually just fallen down a very big pit that's full of water yeah like no. it's also like when you say it's narrow but deep yeah and when you say like if you say you don't say you know you don't like this genre it's like there's always going to be an exception with every yeah, genre yeah of course yeah there will always be an exception into what you like like um nickelback is probably one of my exceptions with a certain genre which you yeah. probably hate because of it. But no, I can't like, stand Nickelback. <laughs> you're gonna get an so album by them. So generic. One day. I'm so it's generic. It is the <laughs> most boil in a bag. Oh. Just ninety nine p ready meal from Tesco's own brand <laughs> rock music you can possibly get. And that's Again, why I like it's, it. It's not even like. It's not even that it's just bad it's nothing that's 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 one of the reasons i don't like it it's nothing there's nothing to it there's not even any fun it's just bland it's it's like it's like tesco own brand blue stripe lager like it's nothing you will drown in it before you get drunk I think the main reason why I like it is because it pisses you off so much. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, I do enjoy the music, but just this this is the best part of this podcast season so far. I've never laughed. <laughs> Nickelback suck. They oh, really God, do. I sound like Marge Simpson right now. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had oh, such a... Boy. Right, anyways. Right. Ten minutes till that. <laughs> so I've never seen you get so passionately angry by something. Anyways, I don't so normally get passionately angry about music. It's just Nickelback is so nothing. I don't know. I, they shouldn't I, even. They shouldn't even affect me at all. But it's just so dull and dep- and just nothing and bland and you know, mm, nothing. That yeah. it just infuriates me. You see, anyway. I am tempted to give you an album by them soon, but <sighs> don't know if my I don't know if I could go do it without just having just a long stream of Marge Simpson laugh all the way through you talking. It would <laughs> probably result in like a twenty-minute-long rant from me. It would. It would. It would. Uninterrupted. And just me laughing and giggling all the way through in the background. Mm. I don't think the internet could take my laugh for that long. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, is there anything else you would like to say about the album? At no. Hand? no. Not at hand, no. What would you uh, give it out of ten then? A solid six and a half, seven sort of thing. I say mm. solid, but I'm stuck between two numbers. <laughs> It's a Monday, leave me alone. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, but I, it's a nice album. I will I will listen to it again. And I don't I just I just love that it's just it's just raw and just meaningful and easy to listen to. I just I just I could gush. I could gush, mm. but I don't I don't think I should. Mm. Anyways, speaking of stuff that can be edited, it's right here. I kind of want to do a short album because I have an album that's, here that's five songs that's long, fine. but it's like I don't know. Mhm. It's f- that's fine. Don't worry. Okay, it just means that you're probably you. It's you're gonna be able to listen to it in seventeen minutes. Probably. It's it's an album that I've been listening to, or an artist oh. I've been listening to all week. Okay. So yeah, back on right. to stuff that can <laughs> right. be put in the podcast. Okay. Uh, Rebecca. Yes. Uh, your album for next week is Led Zeppelin 1 by Led Zeppelin. Right, that's going to make Dad so happy. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah. It's going to make Mum happy that you're making me listen to Led Zeppelin. Yes. Pro- Dad probably. probably has it on record. And if yeah, he fi- probably has it on, for, you know, he probably has has it on vinyl. vinyl. If he has, it, It's going to end up being played on the vinyl player. I can see it yeah. coming. The record. One note. Play, oh you are God. not allowed to look at the date it came out. Okay. Uh, Which I know might it's... be difficult with Spotify. Yeah, I think I'll I'll get Dad to play it on vinyl then. Mm. I'll tell. It. So yeah. So John, 
Right. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be a long album, by any chance. Uh, it's not that long, actually. It's only nine songs. Oh! It's 44 it's minutes. That... <laughs> not that long. 44 minutes, nine 44 songs. 44 minutes is not, is not that long for an album. That's particularly average. Yes, but here's me with an album. Slash, I don't know, it's not stated as an EP on, I, on Spotify, so I don't know. But it is... An artist that I have been listening to for ages, and it is, I think it's her most recent album slash EP, whatever the hell it is. And it's something that I've just got into, and I love her music so much, and it is Dreams by Caddy Groves. It is five songs long and a whopping 17 minutes long. Right. So you, when you say the album's not that long, it's massively longer than the one I'm giving you. <laughs> But right. it's it is a nice song, and I think this it, it is an album with so much meaning in it, and it's definitely going to be the out the most meaningful bit of music that I've given to you so far. Definitely, right? Like this beats Amelia, kind of level. Okay. And you'll understand why when you listen to it. Okay. But yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, thank you all so much for listening again. Uh, hopefully again. Hopefully we have some repeat listeners, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. If you like, you can follow us on Twitter, at Family Albumcast. Rebecca should have access to it again. I don't know why yeah. she didn't, but, you know. No, I have anyway. access on it on my iPhone. I wish I had an iPhone. I have access on my phone, just yeah. not on my laptop. And I haven't been okay. tweeting, but blame that on the flu. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> You can subscribe to us on iTunes or using whatever podcasting service you use. I don't know why you'd be using anything other than iTunes for your podcasts, but hey, I'm not you, so who knows. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thanks again for listening, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Yes, hopefully. Goodbye.